Hey guys, welcome to Enter In, the podcast. We hope through this intentional time of listening, reflection, and prayer, you are able to hear the voice of God as we navigate through the journey of life together. This podcast series is created and hosted by Jeff Rogers, an American pastor and missionary who serves alongside his wife, Carrie Beth, in the Czech Republic. Please subscribe and share this unique experience to pause, reflect, and engage with our Creator God, focusing on what He has for us in this busy and ever-changing world. Hello, CISP community. This is Pastor Jeff. Looking forward to a new podcast series uh, and the new series that we are going to be going over over the next two weeks is called, very simply, Disciples. And the big idea of this series is to help us have a better understanding as Christians about what it means exactly to be a disciple of Christ. And in this, we're going to dive into the primary and secondary callings of Christians as disciples. And so in this first part of our two-week series, we're going to look at Matthew chapter 28, verses 16 through 21 that we're probably all familiar with, but we're going to revisit that and read it and talk about it. And the topics today that we're going to focus in on are the topics of discipleship and evangelism. And so the big idea of the message today of this podcast are Christians are meant to work together and make disciples of all nations, not just converts to the faith. And so we'll really look into that here. Uh, And the application that I hope that we walk away from uh, this podcast uh, from is to identify how we all are helping uh, each other, the local body of believers, make disciples in our local areas. And in what ways can we improve our discipleship. And so today we're going to start with Matthew chapter 28 verses 16 through 20. And I'm just going to read that and then we're going to get into our discussion. And so in verse 16, it says, now the 11 disciples went to Galilee to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. And when they saw him, they worshiped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age." And so the first question today, and we're going to have a couple points along the way where we pause and reflect, is why is the Great Commission important? Why is the Great Commission important to us as believers in Christ? Well, at the end of the book of Matthew, we see a statement from Jesus that shows that the gospel is for all peoples of all nations. When you look there in verse 19, Jesus says, Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations. Not just one nation, not just two nations, not just the nation that we're from, or that's our favorite, but all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. 
Now, this statement does not merely mean that believers should go and convert people. Notice how in verse 19, Jesus uses the word disciples, not converts. Now, converts are people who have declared themselves to be part of a new faith. Disciples are those who, once they have converted, commit themselves wholly to the teachings of that faith. And so let me explain that. Theologian R.C. Sproul, he writes this in this article called, We're Called to Make Disciples, Not Simply uh, Converts. He says, The Great Commission is the call of Christ for his disciples to extend his authority over the whole world. We are to share the gospel with everyone so that more and more people might call him master. This calling is not simply a call to evangelism, uh, R.C. Sproul says. He says, rather, Christ calls us to make disciples. Disciples are people who have committed in their hearts and minds to follow the thinking and conduct of the master forever. Such discipleship, and I love this, he says, is a lifelong experience. Now, in the past, the church has definitely emphasized the conversion of people to Christianity Christianity, more than discipling people in the faith, and maybe you would agree with that. Uh, Many churches have preached about leading others to make that that one-time decision for Christ, and while putting our faith in Jesus Christ is the most important thing that we do and the most important part of the conversion process, it is only the first step. And one that unfortunately many people and churches and community of believers have simply stopped at. It sort of kind of ends there. There's nothing uh, that goes on after that. Author writer Barry Howard writes, volitional decisions are crucial to beginning this journey of following and learning from Jesus. But leading others to make decisions without providing an orientation to the disciple life is both counterproductive to the kingdom and confusing to the supposed convert or confirmed. And he writes this in a commentary called Five Things Churchgoers Need to Know About the Great Commission. Now, there's just also this thing, maybe you've heard of it, maybe you have not. It's called uh, Chick Tracks, like a chicken, but Chick Tracks are produced by Chick Publications and are Christian uh, like handouts. They're, they're pamphlets, and maybe you've seen them before, meant to be used to convert people to Christ, to get people to the decision that Barry Howard, as we, we just read, mentions. And many of these tracts, these pamphlets, tell people how they can receive Jesus. But beyond a short sentence on the very last page about finding a church where Jesus is preached and the Bible as the final authority, there really is not much about discipleship. In fact, out of all the categories listed on the Chick Publications page for their tracts, Not one of them is about discipleship. And that's nothing against what they're doing. They're offering that entry point into the relationship uh, with Jesus Christ. But uh, you see what we're saying here. There's nothing more about discipleship. 
Now, some of us, we, we understand that there are some controversial ways of preaching as a means of converting people, uh, but not necessarily with the goal of discipleship. And, and one of those, again, I'm not knocking this, but one of those is street preaching, which is highly effective in many cultures. There are many street pre- preachers, and some do it out of this really genuine desire to see people reached with the gospel. Others, though, however, um, use sometimes antagonistic signs uh, and sometimes uh, sort of kind of harsh attitudes. They believe they are fulfilling the Great Commission uh, by this open-air preaching. Um, This guy named Santi Elijah Holly quotes a young preacher named Nick uh, Hilliker who says, anybody that's read the Bible will know that that's exactly how we're supposed to approach people when it comes to sin. He goes on to say, we are called to make disciples among all men, among all nations, teaching them to observe the commands of the Lord Jesus Christ. Unfortunately, these methods I use include signs um, that are offensive to many, and I, and I can understand this is especially in different cultures. Uh, and these signs you may have seen may, may say like, repent or perish, or uh, drunkards deserve hell. Uh, I mean, those things sometimes, you know, can actually turn people away. And while sin is is so so detrimental, and, and while a sinful life without Christ does lead us to hell, that method of delivery just uh, can oftentimes come across uh, not as merciful and loving, but more as cruel. So as we pause to reflect here in this first part of our podcast, let me ask the question, what is the difference between converting someone and discipling someone? And then how has the church erred toward converting in the past? And maybe why is that a problem? Or maybe why is that not a problem in your opinion? Of course, evangelism is not a bad thing, so, so hear me clearly on that. The first step to making disciples is to evangelize, is to convert unbelievers into believers, uh, to show them the power of the gospel and the power and transformation uh, that Jesus Christ offers. But evangelism means nothing at all if a person uh, who is led to Christ, then is left sort of hanging out there with with no other process. Uh, But being a Christian, as we know, has responsibilities, responsibilities such as worshiping God, um, being baptized, caring for others, delving deeply into God's word, studying it. Uh, But none of these things, nor all the other responsibilities um, of Christians can take place Unless people are discipling and also those people are being discipled by others. So let's pause for a moment and let me ask this question. In what ways have you been discipled in your life or not? And just take a moment to think about that. Francisco Herrero, in an article, Mission Following the Missionary Mandate of the Risen Christ, uh, he says this about the Great Commission. It is much more than simply to proclaim. 
It does not mean to present or offer only a message, but rather to lead a close personal relationship modeled on the relationship between the earthly Jesus and his own disciples. And I love, I love his, his statement there because uh, this does not mean that everyone is meant to drop what they're doing and go become pastors or evangelists or missionaries. But Barry Howard here in, in this article is, is pointing out that, that this passage in the original Greek leans toward the idea of as you go. Now think about that, as you go, that phrase. In other words, as you go into the world, into uh, your workplace, into your spheres of influence, into your friend groups, go and make disciples. Now, of course, the Great Commission is not meant to be taken on by one person. And it was not left only to the original disciples of Jesus. Very important to remember here. If the Great Commission had only been for those remaining 11 disciples, then we would not have had missionaries like Paul, uh, like Timothy, uh, like Amy Carmichael, or, or Jim and Elizabeth Elliot. Uh, think of these great people who, who were missionaries, who were spreaders of the gospel. The Great Commission is a call for all Christians every single one of us, to work together to preach and teach the gospel to a world so desperately in need of it. This is so important because when we stumble, which we do, and when we fall, which we will, when we are discouraged, it is our brothers and sisters in Christ who are there to pick us up, to gather us uh, around, and to lift us up and and just be that encouragement uh, in Christ. So as we pause here this third time, let me ask the question, how are you helping uh, to disciple people? Or another way of saying is, how are you helping uh, the discipled people? There is a writer, Brian Dye. He has an article, The Great Commission is a Communal Mission, from his website, Legacy Disciple. He says, in our seasons of doubt, which will come, we need our brothers and sisters to build us up. Encourage us and labor in prayer with us and for us. And when we spend days in isolation, we are prone to believe the lies of the enemy. And that enemy we know is Satan. And when we spend days in intentional community, he says, we are prone to believe the truth of our Father. Let me read that again, because I think this is so important, because so many times we like to isolate ourselves from others. It says, when we spend days in isolation, we are prone to believe the lies of the enemy. But when we spend days in intentional community, we are prone to believe the truth of our Father. Uh, to me, that, that just pulls this whole thing together, that we are supposed to be an intentional community with one another, uh, encouraging one another, uh, sharing the gospel with one another, and with those that we come in contact with who do not know Jesus. And so as we wrap up today, the commission that we read, the Great Commission in Matthew 28, is to make disciples. Now, the directive is as you go. And that's very important to remember, that as we go, and that's a daily, and that is an active thing that we should do. 
whether we're ministering in a Christian school or, or in a, a corporation or, or on a church staff or wherever we may work, the directive is as you go, everything, everyone that we encounter with on that daily basis. And the important thing is, as we sort of just wrapped up about uh, intentional community that Brian Dye talked about that, the mandate is communal or to be in community. It's about being in a group. It's not about being an individual. A lot of us love to do things by ourselves or individualistically, but it's all about our group. And, now, and so that's why it is so important to be part of a body of believers, to be part of a small group, a life group, to be part of accountability groups, because this Great Commission is not meant to go and do on our own. And the second to last one here is the scope of the mission is international. Uh, Think about this. Jesus charged the disciples to take the mission to all nations, to all ethnicities. We see that in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, to the ends of the earth. And the last point that we want to make is that Jesus promised to be with the disciples in this work. That we're not going at it alone. That Jesus, through the Holy Spirit living in us as Christians, is there. He is there as we go, as we go, to help others become disciplers of others so that we can improve our discipleship, so that we can be disciples, so that we can evangelize uh, in the context and the culture that we're in. So hopefully today uh, this is a refresher for you of discipleship and evangelism and answers that question of why is the Great Commission important and uh, just to really uh, dive into understanding that whole phrase of as we go, that directive um, and that mandate to go at it, not alone, but with a group of people, a group of fellow believers. So hope you enjoyed this first part of our Disciples uh, podcast, uh, where this big idea is to bring us a better understanding as Christians about what it means to be a disciple of Christ, looking at those primary and secondary callings of Christians and disciples. And so until the next part of the series, uh, may the Lord bless you, may the Lord be with you, and uh, let me pray us out of this first podcast. Father God, thank you today for just reminding us of the great commission that your son, Jesus Christ, offers us, that we as Christians are meant to work together to make disciples of all nations. Yes, we are called to spread the gospel and allow the Holy Spirit to convict and convert those to the faith. But Father, that's just part of the process. The other process is for us as Christians, as our calling, Lord, to walk side by side with people, to disciple them, to allow them to see their full potential in Christ, to allow the transformation that only the Holy Spirit can allow, Lord, to take place in their lives, though, with a body of believers, with encouragement, Lord, all around them. So, Father, we love you, and we thank you for today, and we thank you for this word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
Thank you for listening to Enter In, the podcast. Please remember to subscribe and share this experience with others.